T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 215-592-9494. Rob Cherry in for Glenn Mack now with Mike Sealski this morning. So we're talking about the Phillies uh, who uh, play in San Francisco this afternoon. Well, the second of their uh, three-game series against Gabe Kapler. So they're one and three yeah. on this West Coast road trip. Yeah, not good. West Western road trip. No, it's not. And this was the trip where you thought, well, if there's going to be any hiccups along the way in September, this might be it. Well, you did and you didn't because they were going for – they were playing five series in a row – and the combined records as of last week with those five of those five teams was something like 99 games under 500. So you thought, you know, okay, they're beating up on Cincinnati and Pittsburgh at home. Then they got to go on the road and face the Diamondbacks, who weren't very good. They've been really hot lately. Uh, and you get the Giants, who have been They've lost seven in a row yeah. going into this game. Yeah, and uh, and here they are, and they're one and three in this road trip. Uh, the pitching has not been good by any standard, um, and. They're losing ground in the wild card race. Now, they're still three and a half games ahead of Milwaukee. But they're now in third place But yeah, behind San Diego. San Diego's up a half game, and that yeah. was a, they were two games ahead of the Padres not too long ago. And uh, the, they come home. They've got some games here. Atlanta comes here, I think, mid-month, and they go to Atlanta as yes. well. Yes, yeah. So, look, I mean, there's no other way to frame it, Rob. It's put-up-or-shut-up time here. Um, and if they don't – if something were to happen where they fall out of the playoff – picture and and don't make it um it would it would be the the worst outcome of any that we've seen over the last few years since they became competitive again all right so does rob thompson keep his job if they don't make the playoffs because well, everybody know, said they, they should have signed him immediately after they went on that nine game win streak i guess it was yeah because we can't allow a full baseball season to play out no of course not. we have to react after every game exactly um it's one of the things that i know i sound like a a, a really old crotchety guy here but it's one of the things that i really dislike about sports coverage now is that we treat every single small moment whether we're talking about a play an at bat a game as if it is the be all and end all and reveals everything and you need to take a step back often and just see the bigger picture and we don't do that often enough well that's part of sports talk radio so we provide an uh a forum for this. Yes. Yeah, it's an exactly event right. about stuff like this, which so. is good. All right, so the Eagles uh, start in Detroit on September 11th, a week from today. And I've been hearing a lot of people praising Howie Roseman for all the moves they made this week, the cuts and all that, the uh, pickups, uh, mm-hmm. the guy they traded for, the safety they traded yeah. for, the guy, the guy they traded. Does he deserve as much grief for drafting Jalen Rager as he does praise for trading for him? <laughs> it, trading him? Yeah, look, um, Howie's very good at, erasing the mistakes that he makes he really is and 
in fairness to him, if you look at how the Eagles have drafted over the last few years, um, he's acquitted himself pretty well. I mean, you're talking about Jordan Maialata. You're talking about Dallas Goddard, Avante Maddox. You know, there have been Devontae Smith. You know, the perception that how he misses an old, can't draft and can't find talent isn't entirely accurate. The flip side of that, of course, is that when he does miss, it's, you know, it's a, it's a fairly significant miss. And Jalen Rager was one, especially because Justin Jefferson went immediately afterwards. So, um, look, you know, people people acted like Jalen Rager walked the streets of Philadelphia punching babies in the face. And he just wasn't, he just shouldn't have been a first-round draft pick. That's all there is to it. Um, so he, they got something for him. That's great. It doesn't mean he was a smart draft pick to begin with. Well, one of the things that always annoyed me about the Andy Reid era uh, with Joe Banner and all those other people who were involved there was when they would say, well, we just filled a need by drafting a guy. Well, you just created a need by cutting a guy or, or drafting a guy that wasn't very good, so you had to fill a need. Don't praise yourself for filling a need after you created one. Yeah, and the other thing is don't necessarily think that you filled a need simply by drafting a player, right? right? Like a couple of years ago, they trade up to go after and, and get Andre Dillard. Um, and as it turns out, Andre Dillard... While not a bad player, you know, obviously broke his arm and, and is not going to be available for a while, but he's not their starting left tackle, and he's a guy that they moved up to get. And, but you watch a coverage of an NFL draft, whether you're talking about like the national perspective or if you hone in on your team that you care about, we give these draft grades as if they mean something, and, and they never do because you don't know how these players are actually going to perform once they get to the National Football League. Well, we live in an age of instant gratification yeah. where we have to know right away yeah. how I mean, we're doing. Look, the most significant NFL player of the last, I don't know, 30, 40 years was the 199th pick in the 2000 draft. And he only got a job because the other guy got injured. Right. Yeah. So what are we talking about here? Um, you know, and... In fairness to the Eagles, look, they have they do have a really good young core. Um, they filled whatever holes on paper needed to be filled uh, this past offseason. I think it's it's totally reasonable to have high expectations for them as a 11-12 win team. Let's see what the quarterback does with these weapons. Let's see what the defensive coordinator does with more talent on that side of the ball. Let's see how Nick Sirianni adjusts to teams and opposing head coaches adjusting to him based on his first season right. should they have waited to trade Rager or did they trade him at the right time waited yeah, during the season for somebody to... that, that's fine yeah. yeah um look you know I don't know what role he was going to fill I presumably he was going to return punts for them I guess which he wasn't very good at right and I mean I'm, I'm kind of <clears throat> pardon me I'm kind of an outside the box thinker when it comes to certain aspects of special teams if I were the Eagles I wouldn't put a punt returner out there you don't have somebody like a Deshaun Jackson or, if you remember, Dante Hall with the Kansas City Chiefs who was a danger to, number one, was a danger to score a touchdown every time he How touched about Darren the ball. Sproles? Darren Sproles, perfect example of that kind of guy, but also the kind of guy who does something else that is really valuable, right? Deshaun Watson was, a, was an elite deep receiver. Dante Hall played wide receiver. Darren Sproles was a running back and a receiver out of the backfield. The Eagles don't have anybody like that on their roster. So it didn't to me it didn't make sense to keep Rager just to be a punt returner. You're burning a roster spot 
on a guy who does this niche thing that you don't necessarily need. Right, what is your position on Devin Allen? Who I find him intriguing because he's obviously he's a world class hurdler. He's a would have been world champ had they let him run. Yeah, uh, and he lo- he made the most spectacular play of the preseason. Two spectacular plays: one on uh, one catch in a football against third stringers, mm-hmm. and the other was uh, on special teams. Yeah, look, we always get intrigued. You know, I-, I joked on social media the other day that they ought to give a um, there ought to be a Billy Hess Memorial Award. <laughs> um, for those of you longtime Eagles fans, you remember Billy Hess went to Westchester. Went to Westchester, had an incredible training camp in preseason with the Eagles in the late '80s. Um, became this darling of, hey, is he going to make the team? And he didn't make the team and, and you know, I think lives in the Lehigh Valley now. But we, we fall in love with these kind of receivers, you know, whether it's Paul Turner or Hank Baskett or people like that. They become kind of Gizmo Williams. Gizmo, folk heroes. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. That's a good, great That's another there. one. Yeah. Um, but Devin Allen is not going to be – I mean, he might be a gunner on special teams – He's also 27 years old and hasn't played football, hadn't played football in six years. So you can look at it in one of two ways. You can say, well, okay, give him a chance and he'll get accustomed to playing football again. Or are you really going to use a roster spot on a guy who hasn't played football in six years? He so, looks like he can play, though. He Maybe a little he, bit. He and looks maybe, like he's – most most of the uh, the track guys are just like guys that run up and down. He right. looks like he actually wouldn't mind contact. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think that's true. Um, like I said, I think he was an interesting story to people because of his background and because what he was trying to do was so unorthodox. Um, but is, is this season going to come down to Devin Allen? No. It's going to come down to whether Jalen Hurts can get the ball to A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and you know take the step forward that – the Eagles need him to take if they're going to compete for a Super Bowl. All right, back to Howie. Can we wait and see whether all the pieces fit well, on offense and defense where we say what a great job he did? Absolutely. We, we have to say now. That, no. Oh, Howie's tremendous. No, we don't have to say anything now. Um, you know, I think one of the interesting ways to look at this is that if you're Jonathan Gannon, if you're the, def- you're the defensive coordinator, you know, I know it's a big topic of conversation on, on this station, you know, how good is Gannon really? And... Is he playing such, you know, did he play such conservative coverages and schemes last season because that's what he's naturally inclined to do? Or is it because that was the personnel he had? And so when you can't generate a pass rush, once Brandon Graham tears his Achilles, you have your safeties standing in the Jetro lot so that nobody, so they keep everybody in front of them. Uh, I get that. The Jetro lot, that's... that's (laughs) You know, outside outside the stadium. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, you know, nobody's going to get behind the Eagles' safeties because they're that far back. Um, But that's not the situation now. You've added Hassan Reddick. You've added defensive backs. You signed Kazir White. You drafted N'Kobe Dean. There's more depth defensively. So Howie and, and the front office, in a way, have kind of insulated themselves from the criticism that, well, you're not giving your defensive coordinator anything to work with. The other side of that, if you're Gannon and it doesn't go well, is you can say, well, I'm trying to assimilate all these different pieces quickly. Um, you know, we were talking earlier about remembering previous Phillies disasters and, and you know, teams that fell apart. I think everybody uh, who doesn't have short-term memory loss around here remembers the Dream Team in 2011 and the idea that, you know, the Eagles went out uh, and signed all these guys in the wake of the NFL lockout and uh, Namdi Asamoah Dominic Rogers, Cromartie, and Jason Babin, and this is going to be and awesome. And Vince Young was a guy that said dream team. Right, and it did not work even a little bit. And so, you know, I'm somebody, it sounds like you are too, Rob, where you're just kind of, yeah, let's let's wait and see. 
let's let's just hold the phone. On paper, they should be really good, but paper doesn't matter much. What was the record of the Dream Team? Do you remember? Uh, in 2011, they went eight and eight. Eight and eight. And yeah. then the following year, 2012, they went four and twelve. They were, I think, they were three and one, and then lost eleven and twelve. Yeah. And the you. one game they won, I think, was Nick Foles uh, throwing a touchdown pass in, in Tampa. Yeah. Tampa Bay. The legend was born that day. It was. And who knew that Nick Foles would be, <laughs> would be the savior eight years later, or hey, four, five years later, whatever it was. You're talking to the guy who, uh, in December of 2017, I was at the Coliseum in Los Angeles when Carson Wentz tore his knee up, and the column I wrote that day was, "Well, there goes the Eagles' season because <laughs> they just lost the prospective MVP and their most important player." Uh, so it was nice while it lasted, but. You know, so much for those Super Bowl dreams. <laughs> well, my theory was they could get to the Super Bowl because mm-hmm. Nick Foles, because the competition in the NFC wasn't as great. Nick Foles could step up when he needed to, but they couldn't win. Well, I mean, no. nobody thought that. I, well, I shouldn't say that. Um, I think the general consensus was that they were going to have a tough time with this Tom Brady fate. and Bill Belichick. This is our fate. We finally get a team that can play, and mm-hmm. then this this happens. Yeah, but but the flip side of that again was, you know, the Eagles all season had been wired to be the kind of team that would beat the Patriots because they had conditioned themselves to perform well in the situations that a team needs to perform well in to beat Brady and Belichick. I'll, I'll never forget, uh, after co- having covered that Super Bowl and then watching the NFL Films replay of it, and there's this amazing clip that NFL Films got from the Patriots' sideline of James White, the running back, when the Eagles are going to go for it on fourth and goal and they're about to run the Philly special, James White can't believe that they're going for it. He, he just can't get over this. And then, of course, Trey Burton throws the touchdown pass to Nick Foles and James, James White's just incredulous. He can't believe this. And I always chuckle when I see that because anybody who would watch the Eagles for any significant length of time that season was not surprised that they would go for it yeah. in that situation. They had done it all year. It was old hat to them. And so that, to me, was a big reason why they won that Super Bowl was that they they were ready for the positions they needed to put themselves in to win that game. It's a lot more pleasant than the last time they, the, the Eagles played the Patriots in the Super Bowl when the sideline thing with Bill Belichick is, wait a minute, are we ahead? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, they were couldn't figure out why the Eagles were moving so slow. Right, and, and, and a really good contrast in that the Eagles came out like gangbusters in that game. Even though it was 7-7 at halftime, they really dominated the first half from a, from a you know play standpoint and ended up gassed in the second half. Um, and, and part of that was because they were so pumped at the start of the game. You know, Andy Reid talked about this later, and Belichick has talked about this in the years since, that they were just, they kind of burned off all their energy too fast. And the Patriots, having been there before, knew how to handle the buildup, the long halftime, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then one could also make an argument that the Patriots were cheating, too. So... <laughs> I think some Eagles have still made that argument that that they're cheating. All right, when we come back, uh, I want to ask you a a couple questions. An age-old question about whether – well, I'll wait till we come back about that. And another question about uh, philosophy, which uh, you discussed on the – you were asked this on the morning show a couple days ago. Yeah, I I, I ended up reading from um, 
Descartes and Kant and <laughs> Nietzsche. And, yes, uh, yes. We're going to get into a couple questions when we come back. Our number is 215-592-9494. Rob Cherry in for Glenn Macknell with Mike Sealski. WIP Sports Time is 1041. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 